This is Jack Donovan, author of The Way of Men, and you are listening to Start the World. All right, I'm here today with Andy Redbeard. Andy Redbeard. I need to change that Instagram has. I've had that shit since I was like in high school. It's kind of retarded now that you say it out loud. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want to go? Yeah, Andy, want to go with Andy Lewis. There you go. Andy Lewis. All right. Andy Lewis. Uh, we're here with Andy Lewis. I, I've known Andy for a few years. Uh, he is the head of Norse Fitness. Uh, he has his own gym, the Norse Compound. Um, and to be honest, years ago, uh, someone pointed him out, uh, for a mutual friend pointed him out. And, uh, and, and I'm like, Norse Fitness, what even is that? You know, like he's just, he's just putting a name on a shirt. What does that even mean? You know, right. and then over the years, um, you know, he started commissioning uh, good artwork and, you know, really creating culture and putting it yeah. out there uh, based on his own vision. And he's built a whole brand about it. And uh, it's, it's, it's really taken off in a lot of ways. And, you know, it, when you talk about creating culture, I mean, that's, that's how it happened in the old days. If you look at all the, these great paintings that everybody's, you know, harkens back to them. Yeah. It's some dude commissioning an artist to like, you know, his vision, vision. Right. so it can inspire people. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. So that, that, that's really cool. Yeah, that's literally all it's ever been. So I come up with an idea and there's people way more talented at graphic design and art than I am. So I'm like, I'll find someone that kind of matches the vision that I have. And almost every time I just, I have the idea, I give it to them and I get it back. I'm like, cool, that's exactly what I had in my head so yeah, it just works out i work with like five or so different artists now depending on which i guess style i want for it great great awesome awesome so so tell me how you got started uh you know, how, how did this all this all happen for you so i used to be in a band for i spent the early part of my 20s like 18 to 24 just touring non-stop playing like i guess the darker hardcore whatever the fuck you want to call it um this is underground type shit but I was miserable, like absolutely miserable. The band was an outlet for depression, but then every night I was just pretty much unleashing all that and reminding myself of all this fucked up shit in my head every single night. And then I was just drinking all the time and living out of a van and sleeping on floors. And it, it just got really bad um, mentally. And I started working out around the age of 24 as just kind of an outlet. Like it was pretty much like, I'm going to fucking kill myself or I need to find something else to do. So I started working out and I immediately just, I just felt like a completely different person, you know, just like confident, powerful. I wasn't, you know, focused on all the negative shit in my life. I was just thinking more positive and I just kind of like, I got obsessed with it, but I was living in Panama city, Florida at the time. That's where I'm from. And everyone there's just like complete jerk offs, you know, like no one there was actually serious about lifting weights. They just, they wanted to get like a little bro pump and then go out to the club and get laid. And that was, that was literally the main focus, you know, pretty much Jersey shore, but in Florida, like spiky hair, just right. Yeah. Bad. Um, I couldn't associate myself with any of those people, you know? So the idea behind Norse was, is like, all right, well, I have this thing that I'm passionate about. I want to, I want to do something with it. I want to surround myself with like-minded individuals that's going to help me improve, but they don't exist here. So I was like, well, kind of the same thing that we're going to get into with the gym, I'm sure. If I can't find it, I'm just going to create it. And so I had a recording interface and I traded that recording interface for the first 25 Norse tank tops. That dude definitely got a better deal out of it. Probably cost him like 25 bucks for the tank tops. But I didn't really give a shit. Like I was done with that point in my life and I just had this vision for something else. 
So I was selling that out of the trunk of my car. And those actually went pretty quickly. And it's pretty much just exactly what I said. I wanted to kind of create a different community in the lifting world in Panama City. So there's a few people that I was friends with. They wanted to get into lifting as well. So, you know, pretty much Norse was a way to separate us from all these other people that we hated. Right. You know, behind this, this a different idea, a different image and all that stuff. Yeah, it was kind of went off from there. I was honestly selling tank tops and shit on my car for like a year. It wasn't really anything. It was just like, yeah, you hate these people. Well, here's a tank top, you know. And so I just like, grew from there. And then um, about a year later, I was stuck in a snowstorm in Minnesota at my sister's house. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to see what I can do with this thing. So it just kind of blew up from there. And yeah, now it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you, I mean, cause you don't have a background in business, right? No, no, zero. Yeah. 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 Cause that's, that's a big difference. I mean, cause obviously you're, you know, we're both on Instagram and whatever and you see you know, all these right. business coaches and they're, they're guys who've been doing business all their life, yeah. you know, but you and I have both, you know, like, Oh, I guess I guess I have a business now. I have to figure out how to do this. <laughs> I figure out how to do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. I mean, how, how, how did, what did putting one foot in the other in front of the other look like? And what you know? I think, you know, you hear some people talk about it and it could be full of shit or whatever, but I've always been like that, man. Like whenever it comes to, I remember being six years old and me and my dad, we went to go tear apart my bike, repaint it, put it back together. And the whole time that my dad was pretty much doing all the work to put this bike back together, because I didn't really give a fuck about it. I was thinking about how I was going to start collecting other bikes in the neighborhood, fix them up and sell them to kids, you know, or even if it was like, I don't know, at school, I had like side hustles my entire life in school. I would get something like, I think I sold condoms at one point, you know, like I stole condoms from Walmart and I was like selling them to fucking kids in seventh grade. <laughs> it was like, really like, now that I think about it, I've, I've always had like a side hustle. You know, like I remember at one point I stole Pokemon cards and I was selling those to fucking kids at school. And it was just, actually, yeah, I, I guess I just stole a lot of shit and resold it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, it's just always clicked for me. And even when it came to my band that I was talking about, it was never like, oh, we're just going to play some shows here and there. I, I, I had a vision, like I wanted to tour. I wanted to see the country. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to play. And I just figure out how to start booking shows. Actually, when I was 14, I went to my first like hardcore show and I came home that night and I told my dad I was going to start a production company, you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And then four months later, I booked a show and I had like five bands on it and I was 14 doing that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It just always kind of came naturally to me and I've always been super interested in it. Not the finance part. I don't really give a shit about any of that, but when it comes to marketing, in particular so like with the production company booking shows and stuff it was the marketing aspect that really stood out to me you know even if it was just hanging out flyers i used to go to the mall and just hang out i'm like especially back then i was a very extrovert i guess but for some reason when it comes to business i can snap into someone else and you know i'd walk up to everybody and hand them flyers for these shows and just any any method i could think of to get people to these concerts i would do it and with norse it's kind of the same thing man it just it just all clicked like it was never something in the back of my head just knows what to do right right yeah so 
So, I mean, uh, you, know, you, start, you start out with tank tops out of the back of a truck or whatever, and then, uh, you know, uh, obviously build up into a much bigger brand. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, we had that one tank top. I posted that online, and they sold pretty quickly. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do two more. And I did two more shirts, and they sold out pretty quickly. And I just just kept commissioning more artwork. And then all of a sudden, we were making knee sleeves and wrist wraps. And then the gym happened. And none of that was – I didn't really care about any of that in the beginning. And honestly, still, it doesn't – it's an aspect of it. But the artwork itself is, like I said, it's a creation of, like, a vision that I have. And – The community aspect is always what stands out to me. Like I want to surround myself with like-minded people. That has always been the core behind Norse. And even now that Norse is like an international brand, my customers still associate with that. You know, it's not just a brand. It's not just some clothing that they wear. They, they identify themselves with that with other people. So it, at the underlying, I guess, the basis of it is always the community aspect. Yeah, I mean, that's what brands, I mean, do in a certain way. I mean, uh, you know, people can hate on that or whatever but it's uh i mean i i'll get people who are like hey i saw uh, some dude wearing a violence is golden patch on his at the range and i i know he knows what's up and so like he goes yeah. you know like every exactly. it gives an icebreaker you know right. so it, it automatically tells you okay me and this person are on the same page me and this person are probably going to get along otherwise like you is that individuality you know like it would be a lot harder to, I guess, associate with people without those those little things. And I guess those have always been in cultures throughout history. Yeah, you need some some it's some kind of cue, basically, out of the crowd. This this person has you know liked the same things that I've liked. You know, yeah, it's the same with like band t-shirts and shit, man. It's like you see yeah. someone wearing a metal shirt, you're like, me and this dude's probably gonna get along. Sometimes, sometimes they suck, whatever. But yeah, the fact that you guys like the same band and most people have never heard of that band, say it was like black metal or something. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a cue. It's an icebreaker right off the bat. Yeah, and then brands, I think now, especially in 2020 with social media and everything else, the time of faceless corporations are done. Like, you know, that's, no one gives a shit about that. They want to see who's running the brand. They want to be a part of something larger. And because of social media, they're allowed to do that. Yeah. They're allowed to be a part of something without it having to be like in their little small town or something like that. Right. And, and, you know, the, the good thing about fitness, any kind of fitness marketing is that it's aspirational. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, that's one of the best things about, I mean, that's one of the things about marketing is that, you know, people don't really think about it that much, but it usually has to be aspirational. Like I want to be more like this. Well, and that's, that's you know, especially, yeah. Especially yeah. in fitness, you know, it's, you either have the bikini model or you got to do with like a six pack because that's what everyone wants to be. So right. they, they use those people for that exact reason. You know, yeah. and even when it comes to marketing, say like with the gym, I don't use the heavy hitters and stuff because that's such a small percentage. And I used to, and I quickly realized like, well, there's a lot of people that could benefit from this place, but they're not going to come here because they don't relate with the dude that's deadlifting 800 pounds, you know? So then all of a sudden I started using just more of your like average type person and our membership skyrocketed because those people identify with that person they don't identify with the dude with the six pack that's deadlifting 800 pounds and i think we've seen a switch in that as well because you know back in the early days of like just bodybuilding magazines that's all there was we didn't know any difference right 
but now we have the opportunity to put different faces out there and it's like yeah they're going to relate to that particular person that they actually have a potential to look like or to act like or something like that does that make sense yeah yeah so i mean that's interesting to me because i i didn't ever really think of it that way because like i don't i stopped posting workout shit like ages ago because i'm like no one cares what i lift it's yeah, I like I, my I, stuff is, I mean yeah. i'm stronger than 90 percent of the population but like right. i'm like who cares you know like yeah. but uh because i was plugged in that mindset of like well there's the guy lifting 800 just go watch him <laughs> you know like that thing yeah. is i think we've gotten to a point where because of social media and there's more outlets available we've gotten to a point where it's like that shit's unrealistic a lot like and honestly it is you know these people like Jay Cutler and stuff like that. I think most people realize now, it's like, I'm probably not going to fucking look like Jay Cutler, but they can look at, since we just said you, like they can look at you and be like, okay, like Jack's in good shape, Jack's strong, but it's nothing like extreme. Yeah. It's a reasonable goal that I can get to. So you inspire more people by doing that than say just some really jacked dude that, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm never going to get there. And if anything, that discourages people now because, they see this extremely jacked and they're like, I'm never going to get there. So what's the fucking point? Because that's that victim mentality shit. Yeah. that's but true. If someone, has, if someone has, but you kind of lower that standard and it's more reachable. So if anything, I think that's actually helping people, you know, they're just kind of getting them out of their shell and it's allowing them to work towards something that before they would have just never fucking done because they're like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to do that, which is kind of a bitch mindset. <laughs> We're going to be real. You know, like you, you should aspire to be like, if you see Jay Cutler or, I don't know, any of those old school bodybuilders, you should be like, fuck yeah, like I want to get to that. But most people, they they can't. Like they, they can't get their head to that level. You well, know, that's, a, that's a professional. That's, yeah. a, that's a professional. And that's, you know, you, you if you've, you know, I'm sure you've hung out with some of those guys and I've hung out with some of those guys yeah. and like the level of like detail that goes into that. And that's, that's their the whole, whole life. life dude. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't work. They don't have girlfriends. Like they don't have a social life at all. It's literally eat eat, train, sleep, and they do that every day for years, you know, and yeah. it's just not practical, it's just not practical for most people, including yeah. myself, you know, like, yeah, and, 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 or desirable, really, no. like, you know, you don't want to, I, I, I don't want to do that, I could, you know, like, well, there's other aspects of life that you want to pursue, yeah, yeah we have no, other things to do, and so yeah. you don't have to feel, people always get confused about that, I'm like, well, you don't have to feel bad because you're not that guy, because if you acknowledge that you're not willing to make the trade-offs to be that guy, you know, yeah, like, that's okay. I also want to do X, Y, and Z, not just that, you know? Yeah, and for some people that works for them, but it's the same with me, man. Like, working out, it's an outlet, but at this point in my life, it's just, it's the same as eating or sleeping or anything at all. It's just like, it's just something I do. You know, I'm so passionate about it. I still want to continue to improve, but it's not like, I don't want it to consume my entire life. But for some people, that is, that's all they need. Right. Right. And especially like if you're a trainer for a living, then that makes sense. You know, like that's, yeah. you know, that's your job then. And it makes sense. Right. But, you know, we're not all trainers. So like, we don't all have to do that. Yeah. Thank uh, God. But uh, I mean, you've, you've, uh, you were doing powerlifting for a long time. And then like, now you're like, now you've like lost a bunch of weight and you like, look like a different <laughs> person, you know, which is started, inspiring in its own way. Right. I started getting into power. When I started lifting, it kind of goes back to Panama city and I wanted to be completely different from everyone that I saw there. Yeah. There was absolutely no powerlifting in Panama City, but I started reading like Jim Windler. I just started, nur I spent like two years just nerding out nonstop about lifting weights, you know, reading everything I get my hands on. And Jim Windler always stood out to me just because 
kind of goes back to, I could relate to Jim Wendler. You know, we listened to the same type of music. The dude seemed a little more aggressive. And with powerlifting, especially in my early 20s, I was very aggressive. So, like, a lot of bodybuilders are kind of, you know, they're in Panama City, they just had spiky hair and, like, bro pumps, and they weren't serious about it. You know, you didn't have a lot of just, like, really jacked dudes. But powerlifting, it was just straight aggression and all that good stuff, and I could relate to that. So I started powerlifting, and I'm looking back, I don't know if I ever enjoyed powerlifting. I think I was more into the culture of powerlifting than anything else. So fast forward a few years, and I opened up Norse Compound, and it was a specifically powerlifting gym because there were no powerlifting gyms in the area, and that's, like I said, it's the culture again, the aggressive culture. You know, you walk into Norse Compound 24 hours a day, there's metal, there's like black metal playing, and we have people that deadlift 800 850 pounds whatever everyone's like screaming at each other at certain times and stuff like that so the powerlifting culture like i wanted that but then to be honest with you within three months of owning a powerlifting gym i stopped powerlifting (laughs) 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 it's not but it's also i kind of realized and this has nothing nothing against powerlifting at all so hopefully none of your listeners like take offense to it i realized the the culture that i had in my head wasn't a reality anymore like I had this, you know, the videos of like West Side and, you know, I said that aggression, mm, that's not really the powerlifting world anymore. It's, you know, I'm going to do three reps of something. I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and eat some gummy bears, get on Instagram, get up, do three more reps. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't really, and at my gym, like we do have some, like, it does get more aggressive and stuff, but at the same time, you know, we are getting just a lot of people in there that like I said, it's kind of like the idea of powerlifting that I had in my head didn't match up with the reality. But also, I just got rid of myself. I don't fucking like just doing one to two reps. Like, I I feel better when I'm doing eight to ten reps of a moderate weight. And I just, honestly, I just, instead of just trying to relate to this culture that I enjoyed, at this point, Norris already had its own culture, so I didn't need that outlet anymore. And it was like, all right, well, I really don't fucking enjoy doing this. I feel better doing more bodybuilding type stuff or even strength and conditioning. So I'm just going to fucking do that. And I don't care. So yeah, within three months of owning a powerlifting gym, I, I quit powerlifting. <laughs> right. And you know, at one point I was like 260, 265. Yeah. 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 And then I went camping for like the first time in a while. This was a few years ago and I couldn't fit. I had like a one person tent. I couldn't fit inside the motherfucker. Like it was just, <laughs> so I was like in the middle of the Georgia wilderness. And I couldn't fit inside this one person tent barely because I was such a fat piece of shit. So I was like, all right, well, I can't even fit inside my sleeping bag. So like something's got to change. So I immediately came home and I lost like, I think from July to November of that year, I went from 260 to like 195. Right. And then it's kind of been like around there since, you know, it has bounced back up to like 210, 215. And then this last go around, I just wanted to see how lean I could get. And I got down to like 170. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, the, the, I, I, I appreciate powerlifting and all that, but it's just not my thing anymore. But, you know, most of my gym star are powerlifters and I still support them and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, that, that energy for that culture. I mean, I've, I've been in a gym like that, you know, I used to yeah. be at the Kabuki place and whatever. And that, that, uh, when it first started, it was a dirty gym that had like dudes screaming at each other. And like, uh, you know, like you'd go in on team night and it's a whole bunch of, it didn't matter what you were doing or whatever. It was a whole bunch of guys like just trying to get their bench up. 
you know, yeah. like, was, yeah. you know, and, and so it was, and they're cycling through a group of like 10 people getting on the bench and shit like that. And so it was, it was really cool. And it was a lot of like really aggressive energy and stuff like that. But, uh, and, and you know, that I'm sure that exists in places and, and that's, that's, oh yeah, it still does. Like I said, even at North, it's still there, you know, like at North say there's 15, 20 people in the gym and they're just doing their own thing, but someone's fixing the max out. And the, I didn't create this. I just, it just happened. This happened not too long ago, 15 people in the gym and someone went to go max out and every single person stopped what they were doing and they turned around to support this person. And that happens anytime. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're in there and you're fixing the max out, everyone will stop what they're doing. They turn around and they're there to encourage you. Or, you know, we'll have events with like 150, 200 people slammed inside this 2,500 square foot room. And it's just like, it's unreal, you know, like just the energy itself. So yeah, it's still there, but Honestly, it's be- I'm going to say it's because of Instagram and Facebook that that culture has died out. Right. And I'm not going to drop any names, but there's certain people in the powerlifting world that they just, I'll go and fucking say, like Mark Bell. So, you know, he, <laughs> that dude, like he, I feel like he's one of the people that's completely created this new culture and he has such an influence on people. Mm-hmm. But that's not Mark Bell's thing, like the aggression and all that stuff. I don't never really watch that much of his stuff, but it just, it, it's not the same as it used to be. And I think people kind of just like, because of social media and all that stuff, they just kind of got accumulated to this new idea of powerlifting. And yeah, so kind of the aggression part of it seems to be dying out pretty rapidly because of that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's a lot of like mixed gyms too. I mean, it's a, you know, there's a certain guy energy that you have when a whole bunch of dudes are screaming that like, if it's all mixed, it kind of that dissipates into a different thing to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, that for Um, sure. And so that, that is what it is. And, and also, obviously, yeah, I mean, Instagram and, and all that. Uh, because in real, you know, to be fair to all those guys, because all of them do it uh, at this point, you know, it's a, yeah. they, uh, you know, that's how they get their sponsorships if they have any. Or that's, oh, yeah. That's how you get to the top of the game, you know, like that. Yeah, and it goes back, you know, a lot of it's like we were talking about with bodybuilding, that's their yeah. life. And a lot of those people, yeah. that powerlifting is their life. And that's, and that's awesome. That's amazing. They have a purpose and it's a really good purpose because it's, allowing them to like work towards their full potential. So I support that no matter what, but once again, it consumes their entire life and they can't really work because they have to train all the time and all this stuff. So yeah, sponsorships are the only way to do it. So it makes sense, but you also have like me and you, like you just said, I I don't ever post my workout videos. I don't either. You have a lot of people with like 20 followers that post every single thing that they do in the gym. Right because they're just looking for validation it's no longer like a personal development type thing because once again because of social media i feel like a lot of people do it just look at me i lift oh yeah it becomes it becomes a joke because it's like it's clearly like their first week you know like, yeah it's like every, <laughs> yeah you know like uh yeah that's what i said like who, who needs to see that i mean it's great that you're doing it but yeah. uh you know it's not necessarily uh we don't need to see like your first like you know 15 pound dumbbell curl that or like the accessories and stuff like that but yeah, yeah. Either way, I'm, if that's what someone needs in order to work out and to improve themselves, then I'm not going to bash it. You know, sure. like, it's just, like I'm good with it. But at the same time, I'll, I'll even use my gym as an example. And so we reopened, I guess, illegally about a month or two ago. And I was like, all right, don't post anything on social media because we're not supposed to be fucking open. Right, um, right. Yeah. And within like a week, numerous people were posting 
And like, you guys just can't fucking help yourself, can you? Like, you've lost the complete idea, like the whole purpose in lifting for yourself. You just have to let the world know that you're fucking doing something. Yeah. That you're lifting weights. You know, like you're, you lose sight of the actual goal, which is yourself. Right. And you get so focused on those likes and the validation from other people. And I don't know. It's fucking whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword for everybody. You know, it's, it's yeah. it definitely, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's definitely become a thing, I think, in bigger commercial gyms. Uh, and yeah, it has been a challenge for a lot of people because of the people being closed technically. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I may be going to a place right now that's not technically open. <laughs> so, we, you know, I, I can't really show what I'm doing, but, but yeah. uh, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's just kind of a new part of the culture. And I think a lot of things are switching to, to home gyms. Um, yeah, which... I don't know how that's going to work out, man, because a lot of people, they need that community aspect. And it's kind of like with work, it's harder to win to like a specific place, you know? So if you have like an office and all you do in the, in that office is work, you walk in there, you have a routine, you sit down, you got your coffee, you put on some headphones, you knock out some work, you're solid your home is a different atmosphere. Your home is where you go to relax and stuff. So a lot of people, they have issues with that. And that's why a lot of home gyms don't work is because you have different mental triggers that aren't available at home. So oh, totally. yeah, you know, it's just like, they might do some workouts, but it's not going to be to the effort that they would have done in a usual gym because you walk into a gym, you're there for one specific reason. Exactly. When you walk into your home, you're there for a different, reason so i think there's going to be a lot of issues with that with people not being able to stick or really maximize their time and with working out because it's just those mental triggers that they really don't recognize or have control over oh yeah it, it's hard on both those fronts because yeah i i wish my, i wish i had an office that was not in my house because yeah i could just go to work and i write all day and then I, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But no, it's like, then it's like, well, dogs need to go out and da, 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 there's distractions. Like, right. Yeah. There's all these distractions and especially for a rider, I'm sure. Yeah. If you're on a fucking roll, but then all of a sudden you have to stop what you're doing because like you said, your dog's got to go out or something. It's like, fuck, there, there goes. Yeah. Well, I need to be, I want to be in a zone. Like no one yeah. talked to me for like eight hours. That would be awesome. But uh, I mean, you know, it, rent a separate space for that is a whole different deal. And I, and I have the same thing. I have, I actually have a home gym, which I was really grateful for when all the shit went down. Cause yeah. I was like, I do have enough stuff. It's not what I want. You know, it's not as much it's stuff, as I want, to be active. but it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's enough stuff to get some stuff done, you know, and maintain. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard for me to, to get excited about coming out here, even if it's, I'm just going uh, to the dungeon gym in town, which is like, you know, it's not like a scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh gym and you you're there for one particular purpose. Exactly. Yeah, so and that's I think people they just don't realize that, but like triggers are it's crucial. You know, oh, we yeah. have triggers for everything. So yeah, that's a that the home gym thing is cool, like especially if it gets people like out of gold's gym and shit like that. Like <laughs> yeah, um but and also having like your own little sanctuary, like that's awesome. I think it's just going to be challenging for people to really be able to stick with it. We had a lot of people that made home gyms and they just couldn't, the intensity of their workouts just weren't there because they were used to Norse. And then they go to their home gym and they're like, this, I just can't do it. You know, like. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to have, I mean, the, the thing that you described of like everybody in the room stopping because you're going to PR. 
That's not gonna happen. That doesn't happen in your house. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. your dog's gonna get in the fucking way or your deadlift <laughs> yeah. or something, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where things go with with everything, even with business. You know, we I I can definitely see a transition with how a lot of businesses are running now and they're being forced to adapt, which I think is really good. You know, we've been in this stage for I don't know, we'll say 50 years or so of just like the multiple people slammed inside cubicles and stuff like that. And it's really not cost effective for the businesses. It's just that that's always how it's been. They haven't been forced to change that method. But if you can't actually be a structured person and get a routine and stuff down, you get more work done at home and there's also less overhead costs for these businesses. So yeah, whenever things open back up eventually or whatever, I don't, I think there's going to be a huge shift in how we, I guess, run businesses as a like country and really all across the world. You know, there's like the industrial, you know, we have, we've had different phases. You had the industrial phase. Yeah. And that was pretty much just like, we're going to fucking run all of you into the ground and then you're going to die and we'll throw you into some pit and get someone else and whatever. And then we transitioned to, I guess, this corporation type thing that we have going on. But now because of COVID, we're seeing a whole, a whole new thing happening. So I'm interested to see where that goes as far as business. I yeah, think you know, a lot of like uh, like ghost town corporate parks or whatever. I mean, I've I've done yeah. that, worked in those places. And yeah, there's just big, big places full of cubicles and shit. And there's no, nothing yeah, there's else. Distractions there. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you got people always coming up to you asking you for shit or just trying to talk and waste time and all that stuff. But yeah, if like if people can actually be structured, they could get more stuff done at home. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. That's the challenge with working out and with work. It's it's a, you know yeah. how to manage that. You know, I mean, right. the, the hard ass dude is going to be like, well, you should just discipline yourself to, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and that's really the right answer, but like, it, it, is, <laughs> it is a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Uh, so you, you've been, uh, I know a big part of what you do uh, in promoting your brand, but also I think just probably from, at least from what you post, uh, if you're insanity, uh, you travel a lot. Yeah, that's my outlet, man. That's the only way I can get clarity. So I think it's kind of what we were talking about with triggers and stuff. It's like a psychology thing mm-hmm. that I don't know shit about. But when I'm home, even home or at the gym or even in my town, I, I'm just always thinking about work. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I feel like I'm always just, just working. As soon as I get on an airplane, it's like a million pounds is lifted off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can breathe. And that's been really rough, honestly, for the past six months or however long this whole COVID thing's been going on. I haven't had a way to release all the shit inside my head. And honestly, you know, I went to Idaho and Oregon last week or this week. I don't know, but either way, I was out there and dude, as soon as I got on that plane, I just, I haven't felt that good. And I don't know how long, you know, it's just, I, I have to travel. It's, I have to get out of my current environment in order to really think and to clear my head. Cause otherwise I just don't really know how, and that's probably something I should work on. But yeah, no traveling is, I've always been like that though. I just, I, I have to, I have to travel. And if I don't, then I lose my goddamn mind. Right. So, so you're saying basically like, uh, I mean, that's the thing of, you know, owning your own business in a way you're kind of always working. Yeah. Unfortunately I, I've learned over the past year because of my kid only because of my kid. I've learned how to turn it off for the most part, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's honestly like even at night, like there's been nights where I can't sleep because I'm thinking of marketing ideas. Like it's just, which I enjoy, but at the same time, it's like, 
I literally can't, I have insomnia because I'm thinking about marketing. Like it's just, it's, it's dumb. But the whole reason I own a business though is for freedom. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about anything else at all. As long as I have the freedom to do whatever I want without someone telling me what to do, I'm good. Like, I don't really give a shit about the money aspect, the purpose. That's an extra benefit as well. Like having a purpose and helping people. I feel better when I help other, other individuals. Like if I'm having a shitty day, I'll just go out and I'll find some way to help someone. And I immediately feel better. So with Norris, that's, that's a huge benefit, but even if Norris wasn't a thing, I'm sure I would be self-employed just because I can't work for other people. I just, I never have been able to, like, I just, I don't know if it's a respect thing or what, but it, either if it was restaurants or retail or past jobs, I don't like anyone telling me what to do. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah. So being self-employed allows me to have freedom to do whatever I want. And that's, that's like the main drive behind it. And honestly, so I've been self-employed for, I guess, four years now. And that will always be my driving forces. I don't ever want to go work for someone else again. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been, how long have you been self-employed? Um, I don't know the exact years, but uh, it's uh, been a while. while. It's been yeah. a while, maybe like six years. I'm going to okay. say something like that. Yeah. And yeah. now you can't go back. There's no way you could go back. Y- yeah. I mean, it's like, can I just sell some t-shirts or something? Like, <laughs> I will. I had about 30 ideas. So for some reason, which we could probably see, I could see happening in the near future. If for some reason, North is just like outlawed. Right. Um, I had backup plans like, okay, well, if this goes under, I know exactly what I'm going to do in order to pay my bills and continue living. And what I already have business ideas down the road that I will take action on immediately. And once again, it just goes back to, I just want complete freedom no right. matter what. Yeah, like I'm not willing. I'll sleep in a damn tent at this point. I was actually thinking about that when I was in Idaho camping. I was like, you know what? I don't really give a shit if I lose everything because I'm good with just sleeping in a tent somewhere. Like it, that that sounds better to me than working for someone else. Yeah, I mean, that's a big, I think uh, a lot of people think of getting your business so you can get a bigger house or whatever. And uh, that's, I, I mean, I live in a like manufactured house. I mean, I'm, I'm in my garage right now. Right. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't care. I mean, I, that, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't need really more than this. I, you know, sometimes I'd rather you know, pick this up and move it to somewhere else. But like, uh, it's, uh, I don't need really more than this as a place to live. You no. know, like, that's, that's all I, I'm, I'm suited well. But uh, uh, yeah, it's not about that. It's being about being able to do cool stuff. You know? Right. They actually have a life, not just yeah. working nine to five and then wasting your weekend drinking and whatever else and that that's the issue is everyone they're so miserable with their existence that they found they find these other outlets to deal with their existence right and i don't like i mean i drink every now and then but yeah since i've been self-employed i drink way less than i did before because i'm happy i don't need anything else you know if i drink now it's like a social thing or just whatever but yeah i mean i Go back to like the camping thing, sleeping in a tent. I'm very confident. Like I'd like to put myself in that situation. Some sometimes it's really uncomfortable situations, but like as kind of like a reminder. It's like if shit got really bad, so say if like I just lose my ass somehow, right? And I lose everything. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Like it's 
it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, because yeah. that's what business, they always say that that's kind of how, how things are. I mean, you have to take big risks and then maybe they don't well, work. That's why business isn't for everybody. It's yeah, fucking yeah. scary, dude. Like, I remember the first time I had to place an order for like, I guess we'll say it's like the first round of those three designs I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got them all printed at once, it's like 30 of each. But still, it was like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, my God, what if I don't sell these shirts? Like, I was freaking out. And then I remember my first $1,000 order, and I almost puked. And now it's to the point, because of the accessories and stuff, Norse's happen to do like twenty dollars to $30,000 orders. And it's just, I guess you get a tolerance to it over time. But, yeah, once upon a time, it was like 100 bucks. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I could, this could be the end of the world. And now it's, you know, 20000 It's like, yeah, that's a huge deal. But I think it's just a confidence thing now. It's like, well even if this goes under, I know I can figure out some way to overcome it. Yeah. It, it definitely starts to, it's like anything else you train yourself. I mean, you know, people always ask me like, how do I become more courageous? And I was like, well, you just keep doing things that you can do it. You build confidence. It's yeah, just like, yeah. yeah I mean, you, I've, I went through the same thing that you did. I mean, I, I, the first time I, you know, I had books and everything that were covering a lot of stuff, but then I, I was like, I sold patches. It's like, you know, like a two or $300 order. I was like, I don't know if this is, well, how's this gonna work? Yeah, you know, like and you, all of a sudden, I'm like ordering stuff from China and they, they, they like <laughs> never through Alibaba and like oh, this should be fine, you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, I don't think I've never gotten up to that twenty thousand dollar level, but for for a while I was running about that much on a credit card, like running <laughs> to, to run the business, you know, right. like that was you know, like I was running everything off of a uh, you know, a credit card. For and a it can still, I mean, it's, it can still be nerve wracking sometimes, and there's been times when I get in a lot of product, say mm-hmm. like a thousand knee sleeves and they're completely not how they're supposed to be yeah and then there's the person's like they don't want to take responsibility for it so i'm like i'm stuck with this product and that has happened so many times because i'm not because my face is on everything yeah and it's like i'm not gonna say it's my identity but at the same time it kind of is it's it's a huge part of my life i'm never gonna put out something that if someone walks up to me and they're like yeah i got this product and it's fucking garbage I don't ever want to be in that position. Right. So, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'll just, I just got to throw away a shit ton of product and I lose my ass on it because I'm not willing to put out something that is under a certain standard. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've been using uh, a round of t-shirts at the uh, Vault Gang uh, for, that's what I've been making torches with for like four That's what you used for torches when I was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have a box. They're still yeah. going. It's like... It, but there's also, but that's the thing. Like I was saying, with the faceless corporations and stuff, that's that's gone because yeah, people only want to deal with other individuals now, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah, and because of that, we're getting a better quality product across the board, not just fitness or you know mm-hmm. clothing or anything, but all the way across the board, we're getting a lot better products, except for like on Amazon, but outside of Amazon. <laughs> Where, you know, I, that's like, what I was thinking yeah. the whole time you said that. I mean, like the Chinese companies that just make up a brand name and yeah, then and that's, put and out that's some a, shirts and yeah. Amazon's such a cool thing, but at the same yeah. time, like that those companies don't exist and people don't realize that. Like a lot of those companies, they it's exactly what you just said. They find a product on Alibaba.com, they smack some, you don't even have to have the name trademark. You can just throw any name you want on there at all. Yeah. They throw it on there and yeah, it could be garbage. But so outside of Amazon, 
you have a lot more, you have a better quality product because people's reputation is now on the line. You yeah. Know? Well, I bet a lot of, actually, I'm sure you've seen a ton of it. Uh, the, the, you know, you know, there's a bunch of Chinese companies being like, Americans like Vikings. And like, then they'll put like shit all over stuff. I saw some Odin sneakers the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had, um, this hasn't happened in a while because I think that whole, I guess, scam is done. But like a Teespring, do you remember that shit? Yeah. Where it's like the really awful shirts where it's like, raise a horn and I, I don't. I can't even fucking think of one. Just a really corny Viking fucking shit. It's like, oh, oh yeah, drink yeah. horn, fuck Valkyries, or whatever the hell yeah, this yeah. used to say. So, and this is kind of when North started to take off, and it was really frustrating because those shirts are so awful and bad. But I was scrolling through social media one day, and this ad pops up for one of these shirts. It's a picture of me. They used my damn, they used, a photo of me wearing Norse stuff. It was like me in Norway in between two fjords, and it was a really cool photo. They just took Norse off, and they put one of these god-awful Teespring Viking shirts on there. And there wasn't anything I could do about it. There yeah, wasn't. And then I get infuriated because I look, and they got like 300,000 followers, and I'm like, it just reminds me that I hate most people, and I'm just like, God, you motherfuckers. You know? And then I have like friends that are following them, and I'm like, texting them like what are you doing like yeah you know like <laughs> um but yeah so that happened actually for a while and then i've it just kept popping up yeah all these different exactly these chinese suppliers or people from india so they don't even live in the u.s but exactly what you just said they said oh vikings is popular right now let's go on fiber.com and have someone design some really awful thing with some really awful saying on it that we know that 99 percent of the population is going to get into for whatever reason yeah and we'll just what, steal a, a hammer boogies, you know like uh yeah yeah you've seen them like i yeah. i can't even think of examples now but there's they're really awful, awful. yeah they, they get worse well because there's eagles hammer um uh uh face masks now you know, they have all those yeah they're like uh, they, they put those out right away like <laughs> yeah that's ready, ready to go yeah it's just yeah that, that was a thing there for a while like a year straight I would just be scrolling through Instagram and they were all different companies. It wasn't even just one. Mm-hmm. They would take photos of me or take photos of my athletes. They would just remove, they would photo, do a really terrible job removing the Photoshop. Yeah. Noise fitness. They put their really shitty thing on there. I'm just like, all right. Or they would just take my designs, trace over them, make a really terrible version of my exact design and then sell that. Yeah. So this went on for like a year straight and there wasn't shit I could do about it. Of course, Facebook didn't care because they're paying for ads. Sure. You know, and I ended up hiring some dude for one that kept doing it over and over again. I ended up hiring some guy to like track this guy down to find out where he lives. Mm -hmm. And I just got like so fed up with it that I like found the guy. I sent him his IP address, his location. I was like, I will fly out there and I will fucking kill you if you do not knock this shit off. It actually stopped. So, you know, that was a solution. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> Early that works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how we got going down that, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, the stuff that happens with all that stuff, uh, a, it's part of the changing landscape of business and, and branding and all that stuff. Because, uh, uh, I mean, I actually had an article written about me either by a, like a, an Asian student or AI. I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> because 
it was it came up in my Google alerts. It was like, oh, an article was written about me. All right, well, like you know, and I braced myself to for what bullshit. <laughs> and then, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, well, this isn't that bad, but it's it's pulled. They've pulled the information from a combination of my background and there was a wrestler like Jack Donovan Foley, I think, in the fifties, <laughs> and, and so like. <laughs> I, I apparently I proposed to America's sweetheart, uh, like the silent movie actress. I forget what her yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was on the like, and and earlier Jack proposed to so and so, but then he decided not to marry her. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like this whole like like com combined things where they just pulled Google things about Jack Donovan, whether it was me or another Jack Donovan, and mixed them into an article. It's interesting for like a news aggregator site for like it was based in Asia or something like that. But uh, so I, I don't know that stuff's coming. You know, like there's just going to be more of that shit. Oh yeah, it probably was just AI, honestly. It, it looked, it read like AI. It, it, right. and, and, and like it might have been a student that got paid like a dollar to do it, or it was AI. You know, it, it's yeah, it's very strange. I'd say so. Yeah, that's. I, after I said that, I was like, oh, honestly, Amazon does this shit, and there's so many other people. But with oh, yeah. like, the, if you want to see, but those those brands don't last, you know. Like, there's right. they they won't last. Brands won't last anymore unless there's an identity behind it, right? And that's the. It's so hard to create a brand now because you just make a fucking Instagram page. I mean, honestly, that's all I did. But I already had like a whole idea behind it. I actually had an ideology. I already had like the culture and stuff that I was creating. I knew what I wanted for it. But now you have every person and their mom and whoever else creating businesses on Instagram. And they're like, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, You're not a fucking entrepreneur. But at the same time, like those, those things come and go. You know, I mean, even in my particular, I guess, theme, you know, like the whole Norse oh, yeah. and lifting, I've seen, I think, honestly, I don't know if there were any others, but. I think I was one of the first ones that kind of mixed those two together, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot since then, but none of them have stuck around. Yeah, well, everybody thinks they're going to start making t-shirts and make a bunch of money. And No, you know, there's a lot of shit into it. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, really exactly how it works. Like, they, I read, they mapped it out. No, I read at least four to eight books a month on business. Like, I'm constantly learning about this shit. Like when I had to learn Facebook ads and marketing, cause I realized like, all right, well, if I really want this to grow at this point, I decided to be self-employed. I'm like, well, I got to, this thing has to get larger in order for me to survive. I'm like, well, I need to learn marketing. I just, I pretty much just trapped myself in my house for seven months. And I just was slamming my head through while learning marketing and Facebook ads and stuff like that. And these people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. Well, once again, they don't have an underlying their, their values are fucked. They don't actually know why they're doing it or anything. I Mine, are, I want freedom. No matter what, I want freedom. I also want to help people. And those are my two important things. So I'm willing to sacrifice all this time and learn as much as I need to in order to make those two things happen. Instead of just waking up, I don't know, sitting around your couch like, let's start a business. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, it sounds like reason. fun for a minute, but it's, it's a lot. there's a lot going into it. And, yeah, uh, I didn't realize that. I and, always... I always feel the same way with stuff. I'm like, I don't really worry about people ripping me off because like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. You know, like, how are you going to yeah. rip me off? Like, cause I'm, <laughs> like my brand is me and I'm like, I'm, I'm it's going to be whatever I come up with next. Uh, right. So it's a, you know, like, uh, you know, I, you know, you don't have to worry about stuff. Like we both said, like, you know, like, Oh, someone's using a picture of me or someone's like you know, using a, 
exact my exact design idea or whatever. But uh, over time, yeah, that won't last because they don't yeah. have any of the other stuff with it. They don't have the background, exactly. and they don't have. I, they're not really invested. In that. And I started. I started getting to the same point. I said I got the whole of them using my photos and stuff. That was super irritating. And I just got to the point. Where I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, I, it just doesn't matter. And then. Now it's gotten to the point, though, since Norris has grown a considerable amount, I don't have to do anything. People like my customers and stuff just automatically like just give these people so much hell. Yeah, that just give up, you know, like that has happened numerous times. I just don't even pay attention to it. Honestly, I don't spend a lot of time on social media at all. I just Mm -hmm. look at business media and I get the hell off of it. But yeah, I mean, there's there's been numerous times where someone will completely rip off one of our things or even just follow a similar theme and I'll, they'll get attacked like 20 to 50 of my customers, just like burning them at the stake. Like, how dare you? Like we'll fucking kill you. Like it's just, just insane stuff. So now it's like you said, it's not going to last. It has no meaning. I'm not worried about it. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I actually had a thing happen when uh, I, uh, uh, art 15, uh, you know, uh, Matt, I'm, forgetting his yeah, name. Yeah, Matt Best, right? That's his yeah, name. Matt Best, yeah. Art 15 yeah. violence is golden t-shirt. And uh, yeah, the comments like blew up in his shit. <laughs> and I was mad for a like, second. And I was like, hold on. Uh, that's kind of a cool dude. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, comments blew up like, you thief, da 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 You're stealing Jack Donovan's stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I had to have a sidebar with Matt Best. Like we had to let, he's like, are, are we cool? He, I'll pull the t-shirts, dude. Like he's, yeah. he's cool about it. <laughs> He's like, you know, like I, I, you know, this was a, a separate thing. It wasn't related to your stuff, whatever. We just came up with it. And I was like, no, dude, we're cool. We're, don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. But it's funny though. It's like you have, I know you have a little personal army. Yeah. But we'll stand up for you. But that's how you know you're doing something right. That, exactly. That's how you know you're actually providing value to the world. And that's how you know you're actually helping people because these people feel indebted to you to actually like stand up for you and do that. Yeah. So that means that you're actually having an impact, which, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and they see, they see you working. They, they see that you're doing stuff and putting stuff out constantly and whatever. And so, like, they're, they're interested in what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And they want to see it continue. So they don't want to see you get, like, blown out yeah. of the marketplace by, like, whatever. Yeah. Because that pretty- was like, it's like, those guys have so much money. I can't compete with that. <laughs> yeah. And that does happen. Yeah. 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 It's like, no. well, I'm just going to forget I saw this and hopefully it goes away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't gotta, compete with them, something that's gonna keep doing my thing, and but that's how it's gotten. Honestly, like I used to be really competitive, mm-hmm. and really just kind of go out on a way to research competitors and stuff. And it's gotten to the point, really, the past year or two, where I just don't give a shit what anyone else is doing at all. Like I don't keep up with even in the lifting world, especially in the fitness world. I couldn't tell you a single thing that's going on in the fitness world. It's not that I don't care about it, but it's gotten to the point now where it's like you said, like we were talking earlier. I have my world. Right. And anything outside of that world does not fucking matter to me. I don't care. Like, you know, even with politics, even with this COVID shit, mm-hmm. the only reason I was, I gave a shit about COVID is because they forced my gym to close. But it wasn't for that. Advice. And actually, we talked about it right when it fucking happened because you got, you got, you got hammered at the Arnold, right? Because they closed. Yeah, yeah. So well, I actually, sitting at the Arnold and like, what? <laughs> yeah, I got screwed really before everyone else did. So that was nice. And it, it just hasn't stopped, you know, like six months of just this shit. But even, I, I never, I was never worried about it. You know, like, and I, I guess I sh- maybe should have been. Right. 
my my staff and stuff they were kind of worried about it my gym members were worried about it and the entire time even with the Arnold thing I just laughed I mean that that sucked like that was that was awful you know like the day before like I had flew my buddy Runar and his wife over from Iceland they had just landed in New York and I was like hey man it's canceled he's like well we're here um you know I had I don't know shit probably twenty thousand dollars worth of merchandise twenty fifteen twenty thousand dollars worth of merchandise sitting in Columbus mm-hmm. I don't live in Columbus you know so I had to go up there either way to get this to get this stuff um I had a lot of money into the booth and they were not giving us any answers if we we're going to get any money back for the booth and then of course like the Airbnb and stuff like that so yeah I mean that was just that was bad but even then I you know I don't know if you saw it or not but we the, within 12 hours I already had like some video made that was just absolutely ridiculous making like making light of the situation yeah I, I think, think I actually watched that yeah 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 it was just it was I've never done anything like that but I was like well like I just we might as well make the best of this situation and honestly we sold out all of our Arnold merchandise within I think like five hours or something so it it ended up like working out fine and I was actually kind of I'm not gonna say relieved, but we just hung out. I was actually just able to hang out at the Arnold. Like I somehow, some of my gym members, they were competing. And at the time, if you weren't a competitor and you weren't a coach, you weren't allowed to go into it. So as two of my gym members were signing up for their powerlifting competition, one of them grabbed like 20 of these wristbands and just bailed with them. So I actually wasn't, even though I had paid for this booth and all this stuff and I was there and I even asked them like, Hey, can I just go inside? Like I have people competing. I have athletes and stuff. I just want to watch them. Like, no, 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 you're, you're not allowed to come inside, but we were able to get wristbands because yeah, they just stole like 20 of them and ran off with them. And yeah, it worked out. So it was kind of nice. Like just watching, actually being able to watch my athletes compete because right. we had some from all across the world, like competing there. So it was really cool. Just kind of hang out and watch them. And honestly, see it from a different perspective than all the previous years yeah so as soon as the Arnold got canceled then the gym got shut down and then then I wasn't able to get inventory because say like my screen printer in Pennsylvania he got shut down yeah so yeah I mean it kind of seemed like the world I was like well this is it but I never got I was never worried about it like I just there's numerous times where I just started laughing like well let's just fucking see what happens like you know, like my staff are having mental breakdowns and stuff. And I just, I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that's, that's the whole way it works, right? You, uh, I mean, that's a kind of a good uh, story, you, the way you turn it around. You, you still end up selling out yeah. all your merchandise you had there. And then, uh, you know, just, uh, okay, this is what's happening now. Uh, next yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And it just, I mean, we had, I think we were the fastest. I mean, there's probably 300 people that were at that. And I, I, we were probably the fastest to turn that situation around the ads running inventory selling i didn't even have the inventory it was still in columbus but i went ahead like i just didn't skip a beat but then like a week later all of a sudden people are doing the same thing i'm like why was this not done earlier you know you have an issue fix the fucking issue real quick but anyways yeah it's been a mess this whole time but that's whatever yeah, I mean, but that's that's what people have to do. I mean, there's people who are gonna figure it out in 
the stuff that's happened and whatever. And there's people who uh, aren't. Well, that's yeah. what I was saying earlier, the adapting process. Right. And that's where, even with like just people in general, not even business related or anything like that, people aren't able to adapt. It's not even that bad. Like, let's think about it. A hundred years ago or whatever, we had the Great Depression. People were living inside fucking boxes. Like, yeah. soon I was through the roof. Like, it was bad, you know? And then well, we're, well, we're not there yet. It might be 2022. But we're, closed down, for, we're closed down for two weeks and people yeah. are like, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm like, are you right, right. serious? Like, you yeah. still have a cell phone. You still have internet. You still yeah. have food. Like, what are you talking about? This could be so much worse. Yeah. But it's because they weren't able to see it from a different perspective and they weren't able to adapt to it. You know, I think I, like I said, I lost, I don't, I don't know if we, yeah. So right, actually it was like the day after the Arnold. I mean, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to lose. I'm going to get down to like single digit body fat. I'm the only person that I know of that didn't gain a fuck ton of weight. Oh, really? COVID. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone around here, or even people at my gym, like they all gained a bunch of weight. They stopped working out and everyone I talked to, they just, oh, yeah, COVID just gained a bunch of weight. I'm like, what are you, why? Like, it's not, it's just excuses, you know, like, and, but they weren't, they weren't willing to adapt and it wasn't even adapting to something crazy. It's just like, Hey, we can't go out as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. I mean, I say, uh, when I broke my ankle, uh, I guess, I guess you're gonna have to work on your bench, you know, like that's. But a lot of people, they would have yeah. taken just this victim approach to it and use it as a situation to just become completely worthless. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, oh, I broke my ankle. It means I ain't doing shit for the next six months or whatever. I'm getting drunk. Yeah. yeah I'm getting <laughs> drunk. And then it's like, but you just said, well, let's work on my bench. Yeah, it's yeah. adapting, but I think it's something in like the human brain. Actually, I know it's something in the human brain because we always resort to comfort unless we force ourselves not to. But yeah, it's like it, at any point, our brain's going to tell us they're going to try to convince us not to do shit that we don't want to do. You know, so at any time when it's like life's getting life's a little more difficult, like well, there's no other option. We just got to give up right now. Yeah, not that. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's like the main thing I've seen during this whole, especially during the past six months, just the whole victim mentality shit, like everyone. And then on top of that, everyone's just depressed and miserable because their world's been turned upside down. They're not able to do their daily routine and have these outlets I was talking about earlier. You know, it's like my life sucks. So I'm going to go out to the bar and get drunk or whatever. And, you know, that's what we do every week. They weren't able to do that. So they kind of just had to like deal with their miserable existence. And now that's why you get on social media and it's just nothing but straight negativity nonstop. And it's because we just have an entire country full of just miserable people and they want to make everyone else miserable. And they don't even realize that they're doing it. Like at one point on social media, it was used to like post pictures of your dog or some shit. Like it was like, you know, it was all positive for the most part. And now it's just, it's nothing but just negativity. You can't yeah. find shit on there without it. And that's, it's everyone. Even those positive people I used to know, they've resorted to this shit. Like they're, we're constantly looking for new reasons to be pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's an addiction. I, I was pretty good at not doing it for a long time. And I mean, I I went into a little hole with it. And then you just have to figure out what yeah. you're gonna do with it. You know, uh, you uh, handled it really well. Like you, right? I think you had to. Yeah, you had people that were looking to you, and so yeah, did I. I had to stay solar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. 
I can't make one bitching every day. I mean, I got busted, you know, maybe making a lot of comments on the governor's, you know, Facebook page or you know, stuff like that. But uh, uh, I, you know, I had a minute, you know, like, uh, but right. yeah, you have to figure out what the next thing. Yeah, is. snap out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's okay to be passionate about something. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to be passionate about something. That's awesome. And if it's an actual issue that you're passionate about or whatever, then cool. But whenever it's literally every single week, there's a new thing to be pissed off about. Oh yeah. The same people jumping on these, doing it. It's like, all right, guys. Honestly, just get the fuck off social media and yeah. chill for a minute. Like you, you're turning into a really shitty person by falling into all this. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, like you said, it's happening to everybody across the board. It's happening to like uh, like the guy I live with. He he said he was talking to his dad recently, and he, like when he went to visit his dad, his dad was like a zombie, like from watching CNN. Like yeah. it, just you know, he's like eighty some years old. He's just like you know, like just constantly in a state of in a state of like panic. You know. Well, that's everyone. Right. Yeah, everyone, yeah. The world is coming apart. Like I don't watch the news. I don't. I don't yeah. deal with any of that shit. Like I said, if it's outside my world, I just don't give a fuck. Right. But everyone else is shoved in their face constantly. So yeah, I can definitely see how people think that the world's ending and that everything's so bad, but they're not actually taking a step back to detach and be like, honestly, my life's just about the same. It's not. It's not as bad as CNN or whatever the hell's being posted on Instagram. Right. It's not that bad. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely manufactured panic. Oh, yeah. And, and it comes from all sides. I mean, like, I had a buddy that I was talking to yesterday. We, we had a good talk with him because, uh, yeah, he was just plugging into, like, a hate stream. You know, like, and there are hate streams coming from every direction, you know, like all kinds of different ones. But he was right. plugging into a hate stream. And, like, it was making him a, a, an angry person. You know, yeah. like, uh, it was making him an angry person and, like, uh, Take him down a dark road. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, that's you, if you're just listening to that one hate stream for forever, that's your whole reality now. Well, that's the thing. We, people have a made up reality. Yeah. It's a manufactured reality that doesn't really exist right now. Like, you know, things are shitty right now. They're probably not going to get better anytime soon. Right. But it's not as bad as people think it is. You know, like they're just not able to detach and look at the situation differently. And, and really, that's the whatever uh, panic response. It's the, it, you know, it's fight or flight or, you know, like, I guess they're in flight. Uh, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's no way for them to bring themselves back down to actually view shit differently. Yeah. And it's because they spend all day on this fucking thing. Yeah. And they're just being, it's like you said, they're just in like a zone. It's constant, you know? Yeah. And if things are going to get worse, honestly, it's going to be the attitude that, you know, like we just talked about uh, the people who are like, okay, this is what's happening. And here's how I'm going to adapt to it. Or, you know, just the people who are like in an emergency will just hide, you know, like that's, and that's, and that's seeing. Unfortunately, that's most people. Yeah. 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 And that's the unfortunate part of it is that that's 99.9% .9 of the population. And I, Unfortunately, I just don't think they have anything. They don't have any control over it. You know, they don't realize what's going on. The only reason I didn't get sucked into it probably is because, like I said, I don't, I just don't have any use for any of that stuff. But yeah. back in my early 20s and stuff, I was more like, I guess, political, maybe. I don't know. I, I wasn't like really dead set on it, but I did have like, I'd listen to like Fox News or even like CNN and I was, I want to stay up to date on what's going on. And I started to realize I was becoming a really angry fucking person. Like you just oh, said yeah. with your friend. I'm like, I yeah. can't control any of this shit. Like, why do I care about it? 
Like, yeah. I, this doesn't really impact my life. I mean, it does to a certain extent, but I don't have any control over that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just, and as soon as I cut it off, I just felt way better. And I haven't given a shit since. Yeah. I mean, I have a little perspective in the sense of just being old. Uh, like, uh, I mean, I remember when America went through this in 9 11. Like I was, yeah. I was like 27, you know, like I, I was, I was a grown up. you know, yeah, and, uh, age group. I was in fifth grade when that shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was a grown up. And I like, I remember like I was, I, it happened like a day before I was supposed to move. I was supposed to move to LA and like, do we have to take our money all the bet? What's going to happen? You know, like it was, it was a serious, everybody's like, holy shit. Yeah. And, and America was super not ironic for about like, everything was ironic up until then. It was super not ironic for about a year. Yeah. You know, like, are we being attacked? Like, what's going on? And people yeah, were just no one knew. freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And, and people were, people were, you know, like, hated America six months before, waving flags outside their window. <laughs> like that. You know, it was very, it was a very strange time. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're going through that now. And, you know, like, yeah, I'd like to think that we're going to get back to, like, some kind of productive, good place. But if, if things keep getting worse, it'll be the people who adapt to who are going to do well. And then the people who can't adapt are going to suck. Right. And that's, that's that's nature yeah yeah you know sorry you you froze for a second but um yeah i mean that's nature you have the ones that adapt and those are the ones that thrive and then ones that don't they they just remain the same or die or whatever like (laughs) like you know it's one it's one or the other but I, i will be interested to see what happens with everything all the way across the board i don't i think things are gonna go back to pretty much exactly how they were like I, even right now, it's like North Carolina is one of the strictest on everything. And it's really not that different. You know, I have to wear a mask everywhere that I go and my gym's still technically closed. But other than that, shit's still about the same. People are seeming like they're starting to act normal again as well. I mean, if you look at Europe, Europe went on lockdown stuff before we did. And they're like the UK the other day, like, you know, they consume more alcohol. And I think that weekend, that they reopen than they usually do in a year. Like it's just right, right. everything is they bounce back pretty quickly. I think everyone's going to. But yeah, I think everyone just kind of kind of need to just, they need to detach from the situation and just get a different perspective on what's going on and realize that they do have control over it. And it's really just a mental standpoint. Yeah. And that's why I mean people look to stuff like this and you know whatever whatever position that we're in and we're putting out some kind of positive messaging uh yeah. people uh i get messages all the time when i say stuff like that because a lot of times the stuff i'm saying is stuff that i i need to think about too <laughs> like I, I busted myself acting like an idiot like i need to be, oh okay well we need to keep an eye on this right and then uh because it's what they need to keep an eye on too and so like I'll, I'll get a message from a lot of people they'll read something i say or whatever and then uh they'll be like oh good call good call i yeah i, I was doing that today you know like and, and they'll have to reel themselves back in because it is that's what i mean that's what i said earlier like you kind of needed to say something, but there was a lot of people looking to you to be like, not to say they can't think for themselves, but they wanted your perspective on it because they knew that they would probably align with what you were saying. And it was the same with Norse. They, I've had people this whole time reaching out to me and stuff, mostly just because like their mental stability is fucked. But I do the same thing with Norse. Anything that I post with Norse, any of the emails I send out, any of the videos I make, that's for me, honestly. Like, you know, if it's, mentality or whatever that shit that i'm dealing with or had to figure out figure out and then i just put it out there to maybe help other people 
And it's pretty much what you just said with yourself. It's like, well, I realized I was doing this. So I just made other people aware of it as well. Yeah. 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 Cause it's a constant game. I mean, it's, you're not, in a, you're not, you never reach a stasis of where I'm, I'm performing at optimum levels and I'm perfect. And uh, you know, I'm not no. at any place. So like, you know, it's well, a constant so good battle keeping yourself in line, you know, it's good that you're showing that though, mm-hmm. because it makes people realize like, no, he's like kind of back to our beginning of our conversation. People look at you or whoever and they go, okay, well, they're just a normal person. Like I can, I can rise to that same level potentially. Right. It gives them hope. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's so the fact that you like kind of show it's like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. People want to see that. And that's the same with marketing with business. If you just go into it, it's like, yeah, I, this happened numerous times with Norse where I yeah. was like, honestly, I fucked up. And it ended up working out really great for me because I was just like, I just took responsibility for it and let everyone know. Yeah. 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 Um, so just uh, as we kind of wrap up here, what do you, what are your, you said you read a ton of stuff on marketing and, and uh, business. What, uh, what stuff are you reading or what stuff are you following uh, that I think is, is driving you forward right now? You think it's- so actually the past, the past month or so I've actually kind of switched gears. So I've spent the past three to four years just hammering away on business nonstop. You know, if I'm in my car, I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks about business. If I'm at home, or at the gym or office or whatever, I'm reading about business. And then I've had a lot of shit personally happen in my life the past six months and the past month or two has just been like, it was awful. So I kind of took a step back. I'm like, honestly, I didn't even work on my damn self. So I've kind of switched gears as far as reading material goes. I'm just kind of looking, I'm just reading actual shit that could benefit me. But prior, say like business related stuff, um, if anyone's looking for marketing advice, there's two different people that I pretty much only listen to what they put out. And it's this guy named Frank Kern and this dude named Ian Stanley. But both of them have books and stuff out. Ian Stanley has one book. It's like a hundred pages and it is the best business book I've ever read in my life. Awesome. Yeah. So, and then that's really about it. Anything that I'll just pretty much start on, I'll go on Amazon, I'll find something and I pretty much look at related books and I'll just knock out all those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as if anyone's wanting to learn just about business and marketing in general, I would hit up Ian Stanley or Frank Kern. Those that's really all you need to know. And like I said, Ian Stanley, he just put out a book. I think you can even get it for free if you just pay for shipping. Just Google it or some shit. But it's like a hundred pages and I've read it like six times so far and it's it's golden. Like I honestly I didn't have to read anything else. Like it was it was solid. Awesome. Well I'll definitely yeah. put that in the in the, the show notes. Yeah. But yeah. It was good, man. I appreciate you having me on. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, do you have anything uh, coming up uh, soon? Yeah, so Norse has Norse has a lot of stuff going out. Um, we're coming out with a new supplement, actually. So it's kind of like a cognitive mood enhancer slash energy thing, and that, I'm really excited for that. It's gonna be called Focus, and so it's got the cognitive enhancer like Alpha GPC and stuff like that in it, and but it's also it's not gonna kind of put you on edge like a lot of those cognitive enhancers or pre-workouts or anything like that will do right we put a, a lot of focus into the moon enhancement part and we're actually using a lot of germanic herbs that they used back in like fucking a thousand years ago and shit which i'm really excited about well yeah so the supplement is going to help you focus more but you also just feel really good the entire time so if you're working or you're working out or anything for that matter 
you're just in a better state of clarity, which is amazing. It's got about 150 milligrams of slow release, slow release caffeine that you're not going to crash from or anything. And you just, it's, it's solid. And then on top of that, you know, we have the fall release, which is always huge and some belts and some new products and stuff like that. But the, the pre, not the pre-workout, the supplement is what I'm most excited about. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. So that's all coming out uh, the next like few weeks. Probably next couple of months. Yeah. The supplement will come out and then I've been bouncing around the idea of a book. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm up for that challenge. Like I feel like I'm gonna have to work on that a lot, but it's really hard, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like I don't I, I want to do a book. Yeah. Um kind of just going over what it's called Norse mentality or whatever. Right. But I don't know at what point I'd be like, all right, well, I'm confident enough where I think I could put something like that out. Does that make sense? Like I want to make sure that if I'm gonna go write this book, it's gonna be there's no ifs and buts like it's the time for it right you know so then i've been kind of like putting the idea back and forth just because i mean on a personal level i've been dealing with a lot of shit the past six months and i've had to find new ways to adapt mm-hmm. and i've been kind of like keeping notes and stuff so yeah maybe in the future like a book would be cool but as far as norse goes just really the supplement and our clothing releases and stuff like that and then we're working on the podcast as well forgot about that but hopefully i can get that going here soon are you kind of like uh, athletes and stuff on it or uh... yeah so i kind of want to go into i guess the darker mentality type shit with people so not if i get athletes on that's cool but i don't really want to talk about their prs and shit like that i want to talk about like what keeps them driven like what's the fucked up because most people that are at a successful level have had really shitty lives yeah, <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're fighting demons you know like yeah, yeah. i had a shitty childhood a lot of people they they're just the reason they're successful is out of like spite almost. Yeah, so yeah. I'd really like to like kind of dig into people of all different backgrounds and be like, all right, like what's your driving force? Like what what are you fucking fighting against? You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that would be cool. And just really I just want to focus from a mentality type aspect. Like the fitness aspect is cool, but there's so much shit about it everywhere and it's all basic science. Like you want to build muscle, break it down, eat food. It rebuilds. There you go. That's how you get bigger muscle. You want to lose weight, eat less, move more. There you go. But the mentality aspect, especially with this whole COVID thing, you can really see it. People don't know how to handle themselves. Right. You know, so I don't know. That That's just a super interesting thing for me to like really dig into. Yeah. No, that seems like it'd be cool. That's a good, yeah. that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. 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 It's a good, a good frame. So Anyway, man, cool. I'll, I'll put all that out and I'll probably uh, throw this out tomorrow. So uh, thanks awesome. for coming on. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon.